Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven.
Monday night, March 27th, 2017. That song's got me pumped, Gina. I just got done doing 25 <laughs> one-handed push-ups in less than a minute. Do you believe that? No, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> I did it, you know. I know I did it. <laughs> because you'd be, I know me, I'd be totally out of breath, and you're not out of breath. So don't believe him, listeners. He's so full got, of it. I got the eye of the tiger, man. I got the eye of the tiger. Yes, I know you do, my friend. <laughs> uh, this is Chris Kelly. My special guest co-host tonight is Gina Marie Scorsone. We'd like to add her to the show um, moving forward, even when Lillian comes back. I think uh, we got an awesome team here. Uh, we have some special guests tonight. We have George Rother, Movie Guy 24-7. We have somebody from the class of 84. It's, it's a tribute band to the 80s, and uh, we're doing a special event with them coming in April. I think Doug Eager from that band will be uh, on the line tonight as well. And what are we going to talk about, Gina? What are we talking about tonight? You know what it is. There's a lot to talk about tonight. If you want to go into current news um, mm-hmm. and then talk about, what, uh, 1983? Right, the Outsiders and other things in 1983, but the Outsiders is kind of cool. Do it for Johnny, man. Yeah, and you, you inspired Do it for me Johnny. You, you put that post up this week. You put a post up. Yes, everyone. I did. Uh, for some reason, I saw it. Um, on, I was on Instagram and I saw something with regards to um, Entertainment Weekly uh, mm-hmm. posted the picture of the Outsiders, which completely just brought me back to my teenage years of. My heartthrobs, um, and uh, that was my first heartthrob movie. I'll never forget it. As we discussed <laughs> last week, and and uh, when we were talking about bullies, that I went to go see The Outsiders in the Waverly Theater, which was mm-hmm. basically at that point um, condemned. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, and I just remember we were in blankets and we were freezing watching that movie. There was water dripping from the from the ceiling. Oh, it was just horrible. But we didn't mm-hmm. care because we were watching we were watching our boys on the big screen and that's when we fell in love with the, the Brad pack. I mean, you had Patrick Swayze, you had Rob Lowe, you had C Thomas Howe, you had Matt Dillon, you had, Oh my God, the beginning of Tom Cruise and his career and Ralph Macchio and, Oh, and, and Emilio Estevez and the list goes on and on and on. And uh, even, um, and it's a shame that his career turned to the crap, but you had uh, Leif Garrett, you know, mm-hmm. who was awesome, even though he had a few, uh, not, he wasn't in the movie long, but, you know, he had an excellent, excellent portrayal of his character. And um, and then the infamous Diane Lane, you know, where this where she got I her was start, too. Say, so, you can't forget Cherry Valance. Uh, no, Cherry Valance. Yeah. Guy, I love Cherry. How you so, doing? It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. I was. Everybody kept saying, "Oh my God, I love this movie. I love this book. Oh my God, my kids reading this book now in high school." And mm-hmm. and I was like, I can literally recite every single word to that film, including including the infamous poem. Nothing gold. Stay gold. Stay. Nothing gold. Stay gold. Say, the song. That's Stay right. Stay gold is the song by who? Who sang it? Um, sounds like Stevie Wonder, but it's not Stevie Wonder. No, you're right. You're right. It was. It was Stevie, it Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Okay. Yes. All right. You get a gold star there, Chris. Um, but the 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 poem was "Nothing Gold Can Stay" by Robert Frost. So, yes, <laughs> like my English right. teachers at Friendy would love me right now. <laughs> 
What do you remember? What do you remember, teachers? You remember that? What do you remember? Yes, we remember. <laughs> Certain things just stay with us. Well, I remember there was another movie um, from the same author, S.E. Hinton, that I liked. My sister totally loved The Outsiders. I, and I'm not knocking, I love the movie too. But for some reason, I think just to be a rebel, an older brother, I uh, oh, I had to Rumble pick Fish? up the other one, which was Rumblefish. It was still a great movie yeah. too. And, uh, Matt which Dillon was, was what? That, yeah, I was going to say, sorry, Matt Dillon. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I only saw that movie once, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I don't think I saw it more than once for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know if it really it appealed to me. I mean, I'll be honest with you, it probably isn't the greatest movie that you want to watch over and over. It's in, it was in black and white, which made it kind of done. I get it because the one guy was, was uh, he, he was colorblind as part of the story. Um, right. But uh, it just, um, it's not one that you want to watch over and over and over. And, and I guess for the girls, you know, there were more stars than the, uh, in the outsiders. <laughs> right. Um, right, but it was still cool. Motorcycle boy, that's the name of the guy in, in Rumblefish, and that's uh, Mickey Rourke. And uh, oh and yeah, that's one. right. I forgot mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke was in it. God, when Mickey mm-hmm. Rourke was hot, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> until he screwed up his face. What was it after? After what do you call it? Rumblefish? Didn't he do nine and a half weeks with um? Oh, what was her name that was married to oh, yeah. uh, Kim Basinger? Yeah, yeah. Kim uh, Basinger. Well, there you go. There you have mm-hmm. it. Yeah, he was hot until he screwed so up his face. That's uh-huh. She still looks um, the same. Yeah, I like the I like this comeback though in the movie The Wrestler. Did you ever see that? Did yes, I it? did. That was an excellent movie with Marissa Tomei. Mm-hmm. Excellent movie. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Total cool movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what what's going on current events today? Did I did some crazy stuff on the news I saw? Didn't you tell me about it earlier? Well. The one that really blew me away was in Maryland. This 18-year-old girl who was an um, an honor student was mm-hmm. basically planning a uh, planning a Columbine type attack um, and trying oh, no. to blow up her school. And um, which makes no sense to me because she. I mean, I just don't understand what goes through these kids' heads. But um, apparently, uh, her and I'm just summarizing. But apparently, her father found mm-hmm. her diary detailing what she wanted to do and it was going to happen on April 5th so this was to happen next week I don't know what the significance of April 5th was at this point but Mm -hmm. um, this was all trans you know take place next week and um, she uh, I mean the father ended up um, reading the whole entire details that she had documented in her diary and and Mm -hmm. turned it over to police so I'm glad to see that a parent (laughs) was taking responsibility and allowing to uh, not this to happen or be blinded to it and, you know, how many right. lives he probably saved because of it. Right. I know it must right. be heartbreaking that it's his daughter, but this is just, mm-hmm. I don't understand what goes on with, you know, these kids today, why they would want to mm-hmm. do such a thing. No, and, 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 and she's an honor student. It's a, and this is a shocking part. It's a girl. You least expect a yeah. girl to do it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what was even more shocking that it was a female. And I was like, oh my God, how twisted and demented must you be? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I should take that back. It it does surprise me that it's a girl, but you don't expect it. But then you think again, um, a lot of these kids are kids who are bullied. So maybe somebody pushed her the wrong way, you know, and she just had the wrong idea. Of course, this terrible idea. And uh, kids should not think that way about killing innocent people to get back. But 
Nobody should be bullying people anyway. We talked about that last week. Um, last week, right? I'd like to find out more. Yeah, I'd like to find out more about the story, but I. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious as to. Um, I don't want to send my kids to school, man. Forget that. I told you. Didn't I tell you last week you need to homeschool those girls? <laughs> I think um, I will for a lot of reasons. I think you should. There's guys like me out there. <laughs> There's guys no. like you out there. <laughs> All the girls I dated, their dads are high five, and I'm like, no way, man. My girls are not going to be ever getting up ever. They're going to hate me for yeah. it, but oh well. Um, <laughs> well, here's the, um, my wife's here's like, the deal. My wife's like, Chris, you're, you're getting your payback. It's like, uh, <laughs> time has come. Um, they said here that I, this is what I don't understand is how she got her hands on certain materials such as a shotgun, ammunition, bob-making materials, including nails and fireworks. Like mm-hmm. this is all found in her home, in her room. Oh man, I'm making materials. This girl's serious. Yeah. So I so, mean, uh, this wasn't going to be like no, like I'm going in and uh, you mm-hmm. know. It, it's no, crazy. I yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, I um, I, I, I that's scary. I don't, I said, don't send my my girls to school. Number one for boyfriends, but number two. With kids like this who just have the wrong idea of how to get back at, you know, for whatever reason, that they're anger at. You know, there's too many adults doing the same stupid thing, killing innocent people. Just knock it off, mm-hmm. people. Oh, my sister-in-law, this here's breaking news. My sister-in-law literally just texted me and said, another Monday, here's just a, a quiet Monday night outside my house. Police respond to barricade situation on Spring Garden Street. Police responded to a barricade situation at a building in Spring Garden section of Philadelphia uh, Monday night. They received a call from a man saying he heard gunshots from inside a building on the 100 block of Spring Garden Street. That's real lovely. That's nice. This is a block away from my brother and my sister-in-law and my two nephews. Breaking news, everybody. What's going on down in Spring Garden? Stay away from Spring Garden Street. Bullets flying. Stay away. No, here's, <laughs> wait, you can do this. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. No. Oh, I saw another story today, and I just saw it in North Philly, uh, or Northeast Philly. Um, this guy owned a laundromat, and somebody came up and robbed him. And uh, as he, after he gave oh, the money, it's about $2,000. Um, the owner says, no, stop. Please stop. And he mm-hmm. doesn't. He goes to run with it. The owner has a, has a five-shot revolver. Comes out, fires all five shots. Um, the robber throws two thousand dollars up in the air, which goes all over the streets. And only in only in Philly, guys, North Philly, <laughs> everybody yeah. goes and steals the money off the ground. Grabs the money, right? That's what I heard. <laughs> I heard all these patrons stole the money. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's it's Lent, for God's sake, people. It's Lent. <laughs> Um, I guess I thought it was like a game show, but uh, the guy did get shot twice yeah, in the chest, uh, and I think a bystander got shot too. I hope it wasn't serious, but I didn't hear any details about the injuries. That's a crazy world. world. I know. Crazy. And there was another uh, night nightclub shooting uh, in Cincinnati. I saw that. I'm like, oh my god, you can't even go to clubs anymore without the fear of getting shot at. Stop it, people! Just stop it. Oh. Damien, we never had that. I mean, I think I remember, no. like, maybe once hearing of um, a, a shooting, and that was at the eighth mm-hmm. floor. And that was just an, that was just a one-time incident. Like, somebody got in there, the wrong person got in there, and that was that. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, but you never – it. 
when we were like from 21 on up and when we went to these clubs, especially down on Delaware Avenue, we never had these mm-hmm. kind of incidents. Mm-hmm. So no, we, scary. we fought. We would have a, I remember the rumbles <laughs> up yeah, and down the Avenue. Yeah, we had the rumbles. go outside to fight, yeah. <laughs> from Circus Town all the way up to the Bonner Mixers, <laughs> people flipping cars yeah. and kids from Philly and kids from Delaware you County are so and upper areas. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, no, I wasn't allowed to go, I wasn't allowed to, go to Circus was, Town. <laughs> You were it? Oh, I was there. No. I worked there, though. I did work the dances because I worked in circus. Get out. It was one of awesome. my first jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, allowed, I wasn't allowed to go to Bonner Mixers either. My my father was really? strict, man. But uh, so I had to, that's um, going to be me. My my girl's going to hate me for that. I know it. But, but um, uh, oh, well. But I did, but we fought, I did go to we, Bonner we, Mixers, though. I snuck out. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. So we did fight, but we didn't shoot each other. You know, these these kids yeah, today they they, they, shoot, they disregard for life a lot of them, and, and maybe just the way they're raised. But it's the environment too. It's the, a lot of the music. It's um, things on television and movies. They they kind of cheapen uh, the value of life anymore. And sometimes, and not everywhere and everything, but a lot of ways that that's an influence that's uh, on these kids today, and they just don't know um, the value of a fair fight. You know, or yet alone just the value of somebody's uh, personal opinion. I'm hearing right. feedback. Do you hear that too? Or is that just me? Oh, I'm sorry. That's, prob- that's probably me texting my sister a little bit. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what it's the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm trying to tell her, like, oh, I'm on a podcast right now, but I just did breaking news with your text. <laughs> and Gina, by know. the way, everyone, Gina is multitasking this evening. She is, I think you're, 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 Kids sitting, your your niece and nephew no. sitting, and dogs sitting. No, 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 no. So my cousin is away, and every time he goes away, mm-hmm. he asks me to come and house it and and dog sit for him. He has a beautiful mm-hmm. four year old female boxer by the name of Siji. So oh. after being you know the, you know because we're Sicilian, so Siji, mm-hmm. sure, and um and she's such a, she's a great mm-hmm. yeah she's a great she's a great dog and uh, but his um. His mom is here too because um, she didn't want to leave. So I've been spending the week with my aunt, and uh, we we're playing the Golden Girls. I swear to God, uh, <laughs> it's so how much old is fun. Um, Eighty one, God bless her, and um, oh, and she wow. speaks you know nothing but Italian, and it's fun. It's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun, and she um, it's been hysterical because I. She said, Gina, you cook, you cook. And I'm like, all right, see, I'll cook. And she actually likes my cooking, so I've been cooking a lot. But tonight she cooked, and we had stuffed peppers, and we had um, broccoli, and we mm, had, I love um, what do we else do we have? Oh, we had um, Swiss chard with um, cannellini beans. Oh, my God, so good, so good, so good. We've been having a good time, though. It's nice to, she likes to, you know. She likes being around young people. Keeps her young. Yeah, hey, if she likes your food, though, that's a stamp of approval. I so know. Those Italian ladies are tough. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I said, you see how it tastes? And she's like, oh, a bon, a bon. And she's like, brava, Gina, brava. Meaning really good. Yeah, good job, though. So. I said, see, my mom is in heaven. We call it dancing the praise mm-hmm. for me because she knows uh, she taught me right, so. <laughs> yeah, yes, when you did. when you get when you get the thumbs up by a Sicilian aunt, then you know you did well. <laughs> you a good uh, Italian girl, and you know how to cook. I'm too. a good Italiana girl, yes, a good ragazza. <laughs> Wait, now let me find a nice Italian boy, can I? <laughs> any any you available Italian boys out there? They're all nice. Italian girls, all give nice, us a all call. All the Italian boys are nice boys, right? 
<laughs> no, not all Italian boys. Uh-uh. Mm-mm, not everyone. Mm-mm. Oh, wait, I think Mike was one of Oh, Magic Mike was saying that he's a nice boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Magic Mike's our engineer this evening, everyone. Magic Mike. Yeah. Hey, I'm the, oh. I'm the boy. I'm the boy that you didn't want to bring home to your mama or your papa. <laughs> okay, Magic good. Mike, I everyone. still don't want to bring you home then. <laughs> I don't blame. I don't blame you. I'm not letting my. I'm not letting my pa- my mom roll in her grave. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, pro- no problem. No problem. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, listen, if anyone wants to call in tonight and has memories about 1983 or, or the movie The Outsiders, the number here is 718-508-9883. You want to share that as well? You say it better than me. The girls always do. I can't say it as cool as you. What? Share the we call it? The number? The number. Okay. Yeah. Call in, folks, and talk to Chris and I at 718-508-9883. Give us a call. Excellent. So um, you know what's um you know what I saw um, what what ha- what music came out in 1983 that I re- my one of my favorite songs of all time what was it um faithfully by Journey oh yeah that was uh, that, yours, yeah. I wish to God you know I'm really wondering what's going to happen during the um uh, what do you call it the uh, Whole, uh, rock and Roll Hall of Fame um, ceremony because, you know, Journey's being inducted. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus, mm-hmm. for small favors. One of my favorite mm-hmm. fans of all time. Um, sure. But, you know, I'm hoping Steve Perry's coming, and I'm hoping to God Steve Perry puts everything aside from the band, and, and they do, they you know, they record. Or not record, mm-hmm. but they perform live. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. That would be like... That would just be so special to see that once again. I would just kill for them to get back together. He came out this year. It was at some small event, and he actually sang. I think it was Faithful. Did you see that? It was uh, no, I did. A small event. Yeah, if you Google that, you'll find the uh, the clip of it. He's just like at some small bar or something, and he gets up and sings. And uh, I mean, a little shoddy, but it's still great to hear. He still has the chops. I never really liked the uh, the guys they found on YouTube, the Filipino guy to uh, replace him. Sounds great. I don't yeah. mind. I don't mind him. He sounds great, but he sounds too much. It sounds more like they're trying to copy him, you know, instead of somebody doing it their own way. Like when uh, Van Halen broke up, him, Sammy Hagar sang a totally different style than, you know, David Lee Roth. But I still right, love right. both bands. Um, well, this guy sounds almost identical to, to, you know. Well, I saw them. I did see them in concert um, with the mm-hmm. Filipino guy, and um, mm-hmm. and they were really good. Because I, I mean, still, I'm heartbroken because I always wanted to see Journey, the real Journey, but this mm-hmm. had to do. I never got the opportunity to really actually see with Steve Perry. But when I did go see Journey with the Filipino guy, I mean, it was really good. And you know, he sounded, you know, he has the harmony like Steve Perry, but I could tell, mm-hmm. like, you definitely could tell it's not the same. But I can tell you that like queen okay so god rest you know freddie mercury and there's never ever going to be another freddie mercury but there's anybody that can perform with queen um and do what freddie did it's adam lambert on it i saw it Kristen DePaulo and i went to see queen Mm -hmm. two years ago and we're actually going back this is july to go see them mm-hmm. again because that's how freaking good it was. Like mm-hmm. it just put 
goosebumps when when he's singing and Freddie's up on the screen and they're both mm-hmm. tandemly singing. Um, it, I mean, I'm telling you, I get chills just thinking about it. Like if I, I if you guys, anybody out there is a Queen fan and wants to go see Queen and had reservations because Adam Lambert, I'm telling you right now, you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't go and see it because it is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. That where he did sing one of the songs before he did a great job. But he um, does it with the band Queen, though. It's the, you know, mm-hmm. it's oh, yeah, Queen yeah, absolutely. and Adam Lambert. So, mm-hmm. um, like and out of respect to, we we didn't know his name, but we, I know it now. <laughs> the Filipino right. singer for uh, Journey's actual name is Arnel Pineda. Oh, that's I'm it. Pronouncing Arnell, that yeah. correctly. Yeah. It didn't mean yeah. anything, any insults. I just didn't know your name, but uh, you do a great <laughs> job. I'm just a huge fan of Steve Perry, uh, the yeah. original singer. And, he, and so um, is he. So that's what's so funny. He's a huge yeah, fan of Steve Perry. I mean, mm-hmm. he'll admit to it anytime yeah. he's interviewed. So mm-hmm. um, I'm sure he hears the same feedback that he has to. It's like, how could you not? Yeah. But, yeah, they the band, I mean, I understand the band's got to move forward. But, I mean, it would just be mm-hmm. a lifelong dream of mine to see them perform together, even if it's for one night. If you was for that mm-hmm. one night with the um, when they get inducted into the Hall of Fame. But. Mm-hmm. We will see. But, you know, I don't know if oh, there was man. a lot of good music on 1983. Do you remember, <laughs> remember Sergio Mendez? Hey, what was this? He had a slow song, right? Never Gonna Let You Go. Never Gonna I can't even sing it uh, so yeah, well. Let you go, my love. Love that Never Gonna <laughs> Let You Go. Was that 1983, was it? Yeah, it's 1983. I got a whole list of songs here. It's hysterical. And we also have, oh, hello. Love is a battlefield. Oh, no, there's actually my girl, a lot Pat of good songs. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I, I got the billboard. There's every breath you take, Billy Jean, Flashdance, Down Under from Men at Work, Beat It. Oh uh, yeah. Sort of clips of the heart. There's a lot of good songs that came out that year. Yeah, I guess the way I'm not. I guess my thing does not. Uh, I'm trying to get it to scroll over the ones I have up on front here. <laughs> they suck. Oh, Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes, I love them. Oh, yeah. Actually, I was talking about it the other night with a good friend of mine. Um, great song. Um, we have a... Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I was... Um, I'm getting text messages. I'm getting Facebook messages. <laughs> like I'm trying to, to multitask. Tell them to check out... Tell them to click the link and listen. Everyone, click the link on my page or Gina's page um, <laughs> for Chris Kelly from ADCV on Totally Driven Radio. Click the link. Listen, the number to call in is on there too. You can call us at seven one eight five zero eight nine eight eight three. We're going to be talking about uh, the movie The Outsiders, um, and we're talking about music from the year nineteen eighty three. What was your favorite? Were you were you a heavy rocker? You know, did you like heavy metal? You know, did you like pop? Did you like dance? What did you like? What was your favorite music? We're going to have a music uh, professional on in a few minutes to uh, to talk about what their memories were. Uh, that will be Joel Breen from the band Class of 84. We thought we were going to have the drummer, uh, Doug Eager, but Joel is, I believe, the bass player, and he'll be uh, calling in, in, in his, his his place tonight. I'm so actually we're eager to see them. I can't wait oh, to see you're, them. You're going to love it. April 29th, yeah. um, Taste of Key West and Morton. It used to be the Morton Tat Room. Tap room. Um, come out. We're going to have a, a night of totally 80s explosion. Hear great music. See great friends. Have fun dancing. Um, but real quick, we're going to take a break for uh, Toto Driven Radio, and we'll be back in a few minutes. 
Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. <laughs> Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from Holmes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza, $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember... $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. Welcome back. It's Chris Kelly and Gina Marie Scorsone. You're on Chris Kelly from 80s TV, live on Totally Driven Radio. Gina's filling in for Lillian this evening. Um, we just had a caller. We lost him. I was, I was, hoping to, I was glad for him to call in. Um, his name is Vinny Venom. He's the CEO of Beat Cutters uh, Music. He's uh, out of New York. Um, he signed to Cutting Records as an artist and music producer. Uh, we follow each other online. He's got a huge following, has a lot of great music. Uh, I told him to call back in. He hung up during the break. 
Um, so Vinny, call back. You got tired of waiting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, after that, we will have um, we have a special guest calling in from the class of '84, and that'll be Joel Breen, and we'll hear a little bit more of what's going on with the band and, and what's coming up soon. Um, so, uh, Mike, listen for Vinny. He should be calling back in a second. If anyone wants to call in tonight, the number is 718-508-9883. We're talking about the, the movie The Outsiders and uh, music from the year 1983. What do you remember? What kind of music did you listen to? How about you, Gina? What was your favorite kind of music? Uh, mostly. Actually, I'm very eclectic when it comes to my music. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I anything that I liked, I listened to. So, I mean, predominantly it was... Um, Sorry, I had to give my aunt her medicine. Sorry, guys. I was like, um, no, no, no. I thought you're multitasking. We appreciate it. It's awesome. I know. <laughs> Talk, call me the multitasker. Um, so anyway, I well, predominantly, what was it? In 1983, there was Michael Jackson. There was Van Halen. And now I just lost my train of thought. Um, let me see. Uh, uh, Van Halen. Pat Benatar. Duran mm-hmm. Duran was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I was so eclectic growing up with music because, I mean, every Sunday I listened to Frank Sinatra with my yeah. mom and my dad and Elvis yeah. Presley. So, you know, Sin my Mark. dad loved Barbara Streisand, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I would listen mm-hmm. to Barbara Streisand. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I was very eclectic. So if I liked a song, I, you know, I got it. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I have so many of those 45s and albums out there. It's like ridiculous. We uh, in our neighborhoods too. The way and the way we grew up back then, it, it wasn't like everybody was in one click. So, in Upper Darby, where I grew up, I think there were a lot of the kids we called them hammers. So it was heavy metal dudes. And uh, yes, exactly. I, loved, I actually loved the heavy metal music. Um, but then I'd go hang out with my Italian friends in Overbrook. I'd be listening to freestyle, you know. Right. And then exactly. I'd go to dancing in there, and I'd be dancing to the pop stuff. And then the weekends, right. I'd be at my grandparents and listen to Frank Sinatra so you as were well. Eclectic, just like just like yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, I think most oh, of yeah. us were like that growing mm-hmm. up. I don't think sure, sure. anyone was just one style. I'll tell you this: my brother, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's going to shoot me for saying this, mm-hmm. but loved, loved, loved Air Supply. <laughs> <laughs> I get a soft spot for air supply. Who doesn't? And I know, but the best, one of the songs that came out in 1983 was "Making Love Out of Nothing at All." <laughs> it is not the cheesiest song ever. Song. Dude, they they made millions, you know, didn't they? I know, and we wanted Under to take cash. him and surprise him for his birthday last year <laughs> and say that we were going to take him to go see because they were playing at the um, Sugar House. Mm-hmm. But it was going to be while we were away on our family vacation mm-hmm. and they were only playing one night and they were only playing there. They weren't playing anywhere mm-hmm. else in the area. I was so mad. Mm-hmm. So mad. All right, we, have, we were going to take them. We have our friend back. Um, introducing... Uh, Gina, this is my friend Vinny. We've chatted back and forth, and never had a full conversation. Vinny Venom, CEO of Beat Cutters. Uh, he signed a cutting Hi, record as the artist and music producer. Hey, Vinny. He's not on. How you doing? Uh, where did he go? He's not Where'd there. He I don't know. It, 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 it's, uh, it, it's something's going on. He calls in, then I go to mm-hmm. patch him through, and it's like he's there, he's not there. It's like really weird. Vinny, mm. Vinny, Vincenzi, where are you? 
Yeah, that will definitely get him back. <laughs> He'll call back. I'm sure he will. Maybe um, but he's a great Maybe guy. He does a lot of like I would I would classify him <laughs> with a little bit in the freestyle type sound. Um, he's actually got some good stuff under his belt. I let him talk about it when he comes on, but uh, he's always got something good going online. So I look to promote him on his site when he gets on. Um, we need to connect, man. We need to connect. Vinny, where are you? Um, in the meantime, he's back. He's back. I'm going to put him through. Hey, I'm going to put him through. Oh, there we go. All right. Vinny, are you really there? Yeah, yeah I had a bad connection. I'm, I, uh, I shut off my phone and I'm um, good. Uh, that's right. How are you, brother? Good, man. Coming home, doing my thing as usual, you know. <laughs> I was uh, giving it a couple shout-outs. So it's, it's, it's Vinny Venom, the CEO of Beat Cutters. And, uh, right. Signed Everybody knows records. me. Everyone knows mm-hmm. me as Vinny Venom. I, uh, mm-hmm. Beat Cutters is uh, what I'm talking with cutting records with. Uh, but it's me, Vinny Venom, a.k.a. Vincenzo Leone, a.k.a. Vinny mm-hmm. Venom. That's me. Yep. Oh, yeah, awesome. he's not a Python. You're not a Python. <laughs> yes, I am. No. I'm a Python. I'm a Sicilian. You can't get, you no, can't, really? can't get more Sicilian really? than I, me. I, I, I don't know about that. I don't know uh, about that. My, my, my family comes from Palermo, Garini. Uh, my oh, grandfather comes from mm-hmm. from way back in the days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in Bentonhurst, Brooklyn. You can't get more Sicilian than me. Oh, okay, wow. Python. Well, guess what? My father, my father came from uh, Sicilia as well, and um, from Cacambo outside of Palermo. Okay, so we're we're named. My, my so, yeah, we're Pythons, Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're and, I, and I heard the the show before. There's not a lot of good guys that are Sicilian. I'm one of them. So I'm glad to hear that. I will take your word. Important. The most important person in my life, you know who that is? That's my mom. That's, oh, the that's most a good important point. Person. Yes, that's the first thing that comes to mind with my mom. As we say awesome. in Italian, molte bene, molte bene, grazie. Yeah, molte bene, grazie. That's right. Se parli I love it. I love it. Padre Siciliano, no italiano. There's a big difference. You know what, Chris? Sicilian, Sicilian, Sicilian language is um, they say this is what they say and, I, and I'll, I'll bring up the joke to you Sicilian mm-hmm. Italian is like uh, Ubonic or in, 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 in that way because if you go to mm-hmm. Italy and you speak proper and you speak Sicilian to them they look at you like you have three heads right because right. like when I went to school mm-hmm. uh, and I went to Utrecht High School and um, mm-hmm. and I t- figured out oh, I take Italian and you know be easy for me and it wasn't it was mm-hmm. really hard because it was learning a different language. It wasn't learning. Right. Because you, you know, learned dialect. I learned, That's why. You learned dialect right. first. Right, right. right. I know. And when, me. I, and when I went to school, I didn't speak English because my parents, when they came in, they didn't speak a lick of uh, English. They spoke only Italian. So the yes. first mm-hmm. word I did when I went to school, and the teacher showed me a picture of a mouse, instead of saying, you know, that's a mouse, I said, Isto un socio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was a big joke. The teacher. <laughs> it was, it was, that was like a big joke back in the days. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's funny I because it. I had to learn immediate uh, English to you know to get back in the you know the game of the thing. But I pick up things mm-hmm. fast. So. Oh, I love uh, it. So it, well, it, 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 it Brooklyn, so. back in the days when you know mm-hmm. when you had. Uh, you had uh, the L train and the whole Saturday Night Fever, Odyssey, mm-hmm. and uh, Pastels, all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. can get more Italian that than me. A, I, 
No, no, I love I'm, it. I'm just as Italian as you, my friend. Don't you did, say you're the only you, one. Did you go to pastels? Did I go where? Pastels. The club. I, I, grew up in, I grew up in outside of Philadelphia. Oh, okay, so we're no, 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 no. You don't know about pastels. Yeah, so okay. I grew up outside of. Yeah, my my family, both my mom and my dad, were born in Italy. My mom was Napoli, and my my dad was Sicilian. So I'm okay. first generation here, as like you. So. All right, so basically it's like my brother-in-law, he's not really done, and we're Sicilian, so when he used to come to dinner, we, he felt like he was a Martian, you know what I mean? Sicilian and Navalidon are two different languages. It was like a whole different world for him, but now he picked it up, so he became more Sicilian now than anything else. We, trans- <laughs> yeah, well, we, 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 we transformed him. Real fast. Oh, man. Well, growing up, we're learning Italian. That's how I intertwined the both the, bo- the Nablidan and Sicilian. So I created my own language, basically. But Pastel <laughs> is a club in Brooklyn that all the, the Guidos and the Guijettes used to go there and stuff. So I thought you knew about it. That's what I know. Uh, no, 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 yeah. no. Sorry, yeah, no, no. I grew up here. I grew up outside of Philadelphia. Sorry. <laughs> I grew no, up with The only Chris. thing I know we about Philadelphia is Sylvester Stallone and, and Rocky. You know what I mean? There and good steak sandwiches. Chris, tell him tell him about Rocky and me. Oh, okay. <laughs> story. Okay. What's this? The so, story you know, so, alone? so everybody knows I, I, I'm a huge Rocky fan. So I've been in I've been. He had me on the front page of the Philadelphia Inquirer trying out for one. Then he seen me in the last Rocky for a quick clip. But Gina beats me. Gina was you are, one you of the little the Rocky, kids. Were you in the Rocky? In Rocky in, were you in Rocky or yes? Dude, if you – yeah, I'll send you the screenshot. That's how quick it goes. No, 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 no. I, I'm starting to – no, I have a good memory. You were in Rocky because now I'm trying to put in the face to where I've seen you in there. Wow. Okay. I met I'm in the uh, – Go ahead. You met Sly? I met him you twice. Met yes. But but get this, Gina okay. is one of the little kids that chases Rocky in the original Rocky movies. <laughs> wow, I'm Rocky too. I'm one of his kids. Wow, that's 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 amazing. Wow. Did you did you did, did that happen? Did that happen by accident or did that did you somebody knew knew him in your family? No, Claude, Claudio from um, from the butcher shop down in um, uh, the Italian market. He had said something to my uncle and my father. That they, they were going to do a big filming scene, and that they wanted all the kids from the neighborhood. And I, I didn't grow up in South Philadelphia, but um, we went. We used to go down to the Italian market all the time. So yes, yeah, that's that's how I, that transpired. I, I was I was in a couple of movies. I was in uh, uh, Steven Seagal, Alpha Justice. Uh, oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. A couple of my family members have uh, been in The Godfather. Uh, mm-hmm. Part Don't one. get out of town. Where I live I was in Staten Island. That the other w- night. <laughs> Where I live in Staten Island, right up the hill, my friend owned the house where they had the original Godfather movie when they showed you them getting her getting married. Uh, uh-huh. At that and, house, yeah. Yep, yep. My friend owned the house. He just sold it like last, about like two years ago. Did he really? No. How much did he get for it? He don't. He don't say. Uh, <laughs> he don't. Oh, say. I, bet you got, I bet you he got he a pretty say. penny for it. I he bet you got say. a pretty penny for it. I'm just a little it. disappointed in him because I wanted to do a music video in there and I didn't get a chance. So. But he got rid of oh, it, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's crazy. And then a lot of my friends were in. Uh, I, I know the funny thing about it is, growing in Brooklyn, either you become a music guy, uh, a pizza guy, an actor, something else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know. But uh, a lot of my friends are actors. A lot of my friends have uh, been in 
One of my friends was in, I was supposed to be in there, but I didn't go to the casting call, or you would, I would have been in there also. Was in a Bronx mm-hmm. Tale, another friend with my oh, good that. fellas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's my you know, Now you can't leave. <laughs> my favorite yeah. Line. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, so. can I tell you how funny this is with about a Bronx Tale? I always, go, before I even saw the movie, I okay. would go on a date. I would go on a date, and I would always, the gentleman would always, Nippy was a true gentleman, open the car door for me, and then I would always lean over and unlock the car door. And then I see a Bronx town, and I said, oh, my God, I, I passed the test every single time. I was yeah, like, I never knew that was, was the test. Was, the test was to see if she was selfish, and she wasn't right. going to, you know, open up the door for him. That was a test. Yeah, I know, I know that. I know that, but yeah. I didn't know that was a test for all you guys. <laughs> Yeah, that's, there's, there's oh, more yeah. tests than that. That's just, that's just, that's just touching. That's not even oh, yeah? touching the, the, the. There's a lot more than that to, to get okay, us. Okay, well, then, then let's reveal what the tests are, Vinny. Let's reveal what the tests are. Because well, one, is, one, is, one is opening up the door. That's one of them, okay? Another one mm-hmm. is respect for the, for the mother, you know what I mean? And the get go. What do you mean? The, the first, like having respect for. My mother, if you come to my house or if I marry you or, or, or vice versa, you know, treating my mother like I was when I got married, I treated my mother in law as I treated my mother. You know what I mean? I didn't right. call her by as her you name. Should. I called, I called right. her mom. You know what I mean? Right. But you ha- it, it's a two way street. You know what I mean? You can't just, you know, take the easy shortcut and not, you know, treat the same way you treat. I treat your mother, you treat my mother. You're not, I, I agree not, with, that's, I agree mm-hmm. with you 100%. That right there is, is, is a, is a, is a ex like in the family feud right there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Couldn't you agree know? with you more. Now, certain things you, you tell your, certain things you tell your friends, certain things you don't tell your friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to tell, you know, I've heard stories where, and this is a girl thing. I, I'm going to tell you this because this this is came from girls. It didn't even come from guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't tell your, your your girlfriend how great things are in certain rooms of the house because sometimes the <laughs> friends don't have those great things in those rooms, and they try to you know ingest, try to get what you have. They get. You know what I'm saying? Right, and, then, right. and then and then the girl and then the girl wonders and then the girl goes after the the, the husband or the boyfriend when it's the friend that's in, uh, ingesting the problem. You understand what I'm trying to say? You agree or disagree? Yeah. I agree. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, I had friends. I mean, not me. I had I had girls that I knew with. Their friends would come mm-hmm. and show me things and like you know I'm a guy. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna you know I'm all hormones and you know and and and, and mm-hmm. other things. You know what I mean? Most mm-hmm. everybody in life, we're all hormones. You know what I mean? We're a one big mm-hmm. fucking hormone. So, as a guy, oh, yeah. you know, you put something on the table. You know what I mean? You're gonna want to yeah. see what's what you know what it smells like, maybe what it tastes mm-hmm. like. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, these are things that you have to relate also with your girlfriends. You know what I mean? You can't go all, <laughs> only against with a guy. You agree or disagree? Wait, I just oh, got yeah. a, I just got a message from a friend of mine. <laughs> she said, "Don't let Vinny off the hook." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell my girl that one. <laughs> yeah, don't let Vinny off talk. Don't worry, Kristen. I'm just letting him shoot his mouth off. Don't worry. <laughs> what? Okay, what do you have to say to me? Okay, I'm now I'll give you another like... thing, okay? I'll give you another thing. I'm Italian, okay? The first thing the Italian guy does learns from his mother is to cook. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a family of own restaurants, okay? Mm-hmm. My my family is Basili's. They own Artichoke Pizza and tons of other mm-hmm. restaurants in the city. 
or well known. Oh, mm-hmm. wonderful. So the first thing the first thing I learned to do is cook. Okay, and that's a two way street too. If I come home from work, okay, and mm-hmm. I come early, I'll cook for you, right? Mm-hmm. And if yeah. you come home early, you're not just gonna expect me after I came late to cook. You know, it's a two way street. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I agree with you. Back, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. Well, you know what it's, I'm it's a, it's, mm-hmm. a call. it's a partnership. It's a partnership, and it's a compromise. Right, right. And it's, and it's also, mm-hmm. it's also the thing a lot of people don't know about relationships. You have to be with you, with your with your fellow full, uh, soulmate from beginning ten through the bad times and through the good mm-hmm. times. Now I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you that that doesn't just goes with girls. That goes with anybody in general, with friends. Okay, even friends mm-hmm. people you grew up with. They got to be mm-hmm. with you there. At the times of your worst, when you're at a point where you don't know what you're going to do and your next step is going to be. Oh, and those I, person, I And those yeah. persons are there for you. When you find out that those people are not there for you, they're only there for you when things are starting to go good for you because mm-hmm. they, want to, they want to saturate and get some of that to themselves. Those are the people you cut loose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That means a girlfriend, mm-hmm. a wife. That means a friend. It doesn't matter. In general, family. You have to be with people that accept you for who you are and going to be with you through thick and thin. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's why it's for it's for better or for worse, for richer or poor. It's a sickness and health. Yeah, but nowadays, now, no, no, nowadays it's not like no, that. No, I know. Because a lot of you girls, you watch these soap operas, okay? The Young and the Breathless, no, the Bold Vinny, and the Beautiful. Vinny, Come Vinny, on, I'm not going to say true. you. I'm not saying you in I'm not saying you in general. No, you're saying, generalizing women and that's not some, true. That's some, so not some true. Some women no but some women are you <laughs> are, are, are their vision is, you know, living in a house in, in, in you know, in Beverly yeah. Hills. Yeah, well you know who you that are? is? Who's no, that? no, no, you know who that is? It's the millennials. Ooh. The millennials think that way because they think they're they're owed everything. People like me who will be forty six years old, mm-hmm. never been married, never <clears throat> never had kids who always wanted to be married and have children, have not met the right man because I refuse to settle because I am set in my ways. Okay? We've got to find but you. I, am, I, mm-hmm. uh, well, I, had, I was brought up, I had I was brought I had up in an Italian family, and I was brought up right. And, right. You know, and, <laughs> and so here's the thing. I don't expect to be marrying a rich man. It would be nice, but I don't need a man to take care of me. At all. <laughs> so I'm going to give you another little uh, scenario, okay? A lot of women, they want the hot-looking guy, and they want the rich guy. You, can't, you know what I mean? There's, and in, in actuality... Well, that's the superficial person. That's the superficial person. In actuality, there's not really that. You know what I mean? There's either the hot-looking guy, usually the hot-looking guy, because I know, because I have friends of mine that were models mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and then they got older, and then their career went, and then the girls went too, okay? Mm-hmm. And, uh-huh. and it wasn't their looks anymore. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it, yeah. and it was mostly their money, you know? Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to be with somebody. Well, I'm also gonna, I'm going to bring up a point here that I okay. feel, and I because I we got to go, listen. We got to we got to wrap it up because we got to Vinny. Right. We, we, oh, we can talk I'm, about I'm, this all night long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vinny, you, Vinny, you got to come back next week if you're free next Monday. You want to come on as a special guest with us? We'd love to have. I you. I, I have a lot of things going on right now. Ah. Family member is sick. Yeah, uh, come I, on, I, I, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even giving you a, I'm not, I'm not even giving you a story right now. I'm basically going home. Um, I'm gonna be doing. You know what I do, Chris? I'm doing work for somebody yeah. else right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, to help out with a foundation and stuff. I have mm-hmm. a sick member in the fa- in the hospital right now. I'm gonna do that, okay. and I go home right. tomorrow, and I go visit the person that I gotta go visit. You know what I mean? So uh, we're sending some me. prayers. Thank Tell, you. Um, 
can you tell us? I want to thank you for calling because I do want to sketch up. But you and I, I've been we hit each other back and forth online, and uh, I definitely want to find a day where we have you on here when you have some time. I'd love to promote you and uh, can you give everybody a plug for what you got going on so they can check you out and follow you. All right, uh, got a new track coming out on April twenty first. Uh, it's mm-hmm. me, uh, B Cutters, and Brain Basement. If nobody knows who Brain Basement is, is the producer, co-producer that I brought out ready to go with with the track. That sounds like the little kid. That's my voice mm-hmm. on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, working on more stuff every single day, helping with foundations. I'm helping with Maria Tora with uh, Garado with uh, with her mm-hmm. Tourette Syndrome Foundations on April 1st. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. With Vinny and Big Time Tommy are going to be hosting it. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, I pitch in in the foundation for uh, Christian uh, Vivera Foundation for mm-hmm. uh, Christian Father John that uh, does mm-hmm. a foundation every year. Uh, mm-hmm. For a cure for a DIPG, uh, I'm not going to get into what DIPG is, but look into it. It's okay. uh, it has to do with a cancer that hits the stem cells, and kids have sure. a very short period of time to live. There, what I heard last is they got a cure, they're working on a cure, and it's due to all these foundations. Don't quote me, but look into it yourself. But besides everything else in the music, I do a lot of things helping people. I believe in helping people. I believe in the three threes. The three threes, okay? If you don't know what the three threes mm-hmm. are, it's health, happiness, and family, okay? Money is Love great. Love money it. is mm-hmm. mon- money is great. It's good. It's pay your bills. You don't want to cut off your cable bill. They don't shut off your lights. They don't mm-hmm. shut off your electricity. Your house payment is paid. Your kids are in school. But if you don't mm-hmm. have health and you don't have happiness, you got nothing. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. people don't understand. That's Amen. the main three threes mm-hmm. right there. Okay, so quote me on that. The three threes: health, happiness, and family. All right, all right. It was That's a pleasure. It. Always a pleasure, Chris. Well, the same here, man. We'll get together yeah. more and do some more things together. I want to promote and, you, uh, great and tell guy. Our, it's like going on a fishing trip. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got <laughs> oh, to cast your pole. I want to hear part two of you two. This is great. You, you got to cast the pole out a little <laughs> further to get that good fish. You know what I mean? They're out there, but you got to cast oh it out further. Oh my god! <laughs> Vinny, you've been a trip. You've been an absolute trip. Fishing. It was been gotta a pleasure fishing, to see you. <laughs> Yeah, that comes from honey, I, honey that... I've been fishing. I've been fishing longer than anybody on this earth. Trust me. <laughs> Listen, I had I, I had just girls, keep them to throw them back in. I, I've had friends of mine, girls. These are girls, okay? Because they I have a lot of girls more than guys, and they tell me stuff. Mm-hmm. One girl said to me, "I waited for the first guy to open my legs for, and he was the worst guy to open my legs for." And oh my god, I don't, I don't believe in that <laughs> that saying anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, oh my yeah. god, that's the truth. You know, you gotta you gotta kiss. All about you got to kiss. I'm telling you how it is. And these are girls that tell me this truth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Why well, I have girls that tell me I waited for my wedding life, and it was it was it was a total it was a total joke. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what they said to me. These are these are coming yeah, from, no, from your from your women. I have no comment. I'm not making any comment. Uh, I know because Vinny, you're when you're ready, right. <laughs> you got to come back. We're gonna have a whole show with you and Gina. I, I can't wait. I'm looking yeah. forward to this. <laughs> Fun and all right, Gina. Bye, brother. Thanks for, thanks all right, Gina, brother. be good. Talk be safe. Be healthy. Ciao, ciao. Everybody, ciao, Vinny Venom. Check out Vinny Venom. Thanks, guys. Uh, later. Later, brother. Later, oh, brother. my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's a good guy. He really is. I love oh, him. my no God. Ball. I'm telling you, we should have an actual TV program, not radio, TV. <laughs> <laughs> because that would, or, or do live stream radio. He's part of a whole what. crew. There's a couple. He, he's got a couple of good friends, and uh, I'm, I connect with them all online. There's there's Vinny Venom. There's uh, uh, Brooklyn Cuzo and uh, Cuzo. 
and uh, a couple other guys. Uh, so you met John Marchio, Master J. Yeah, there's another friend of mine from West Philly connected me with all of them. Helene, the PA barber. I don't know if you know Helene, uh, DeMarcos. Um, you'll see her online if you haven't yet. One of these days she'll call in again. Um, but we have a – Vinny, thanks again for calling in. I want to get your whole crew on here one day. We're going to have a – got to connect with these guys more. They're a lot of fun, as you can tell. It's good, good stuff. All right. He's a good guy. Uh, hey, uh, guy. Tell. hey, hey, guys, you know, the next time you guys have Vinny on, before him and Gina get going, I got we got to do this one. Ah, <laughs> uh, you killed us, man. You killed us. Ring the bell. Oh, my God, I think right. I just blew out my eardrum. Rock the bell. <laughs> All right, so we have we have a good friend who's been on hold, and I just want to pull him on real quick. So because we was a scheduled guest, it's Joel Breen. Of the band Class of '84, uh, music '80s tribute band. Joel, are you there? I am here. Uh, Hi, Joel. Thanks you know, for hanging on. <laughs> hey, how are you guys doing? I gotta tell you, I'm pretty intimidated. It's pretty. It's impossible to follow a guy like that. The show was hilarious. The things that guy was saying. I mean, he's like, and he's, look at all the stuff he's done. Foundations. I don't. I don't have any foundation support. I don't help anybody. He's been in movies, Godfather, you know, Bronx Tale. I was, no, I let's, I was let's, let's put it this way. His friends were. <laughs> he said you know, his friends I'll tell you were. what. I thought I was a big deal when I got cut out of a crowd scene for Sergeant Kabuki NYPD. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm really, I'm, just, I'm totally intimidated here. <laughs> oh, my God. That is Sergeant just too Kabuki. funny. Don't worry. You can follow in his footsteps. You're a musician, for God's sake. And girls love musicians. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, come on. Lead singer, it's maybe. Guitar player, maybe. So let, let I'm the bass you player. So you know Joel, what I do? Joel, this is Gina. Gina, this is Joel. <laughs> Gina, Joel. it was very nice to meet you. Yeah. Very I nice to meet you as well. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I thought it was hilarious. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, I just wanted to say to you that, yes, even bass players, are, or women are attracted to. Trust <laughs> me when I say that to you. Okay. All right. That I know good. women, and, and you women are very attracted <laughs> to musicians. Any anybody, any guy that can play an instrument or sing, mm-hmm. yeah, they get all okay. high. Trust me. Oh, all right. Sounds good. I actually, uh, <laughs> I remember reading in a magazine years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was like in the Philadelphia City paper, uh, best place to meet guys, and they said A Street Music in the keyboard section. So, I don't know. Hmm. Apparently, women liked keyboard players back in the 80s. Oh. I don't know about that. I've always liked, I always liked guitar players and drummers and singers. I never, I never was into the keyboard. Like the guy oh. that plays, uh, who's that David guy that plays for Bon Jovi on the keyboard? He's, I don't know anybody that was like all Google Gaga over him. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, Bon Jovi's coming this Friday night. I know. I actually met him. I played a, I played. I used to play for one of his songwriters, and um, oh, did you really? I got to, yeah, I got to open up for Bon Jovi uh, in Raleigh, uh, at like the FedEx Arena, and uh, I got to tell you, he was a class act the whole way. He really was. Yeah, I hear. The, I hear he is. A, he's a good. He's a good guy all around. Like people like just always rant and rave about him that they that met him. Um, I know all the work that he does down in Philly with the um, the Soul Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people that have met personally met him and, and just you know speak very highly of him and just what a great decent wholesome man that he is and he doesn't let his uh, <clears throat> he doesn't let his fame go to his head. No, he was well, you guys know about, 
You guys know about that restaurant that he has, right? Where um, no. anybody can Just, eat there. So he, he has yeah, a restaurant. Yeah, soul food or something like that. Is what that what it is? Yeah, and um, anybody can eat there, Joel. And uh, homeless people go there and eat. And the deal is they just have to clean the dishes and help out in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, what a wow. great idea, you know. What a guy. Mm-hmm. And, and so still married to his high school sweetheart. Cool. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Now, that's tough to do in big fame world. And uh, I don't, yeah, I don't give know. the guy a lot it's of amazing. props. Good family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, family. See him back to Vinny. Yep. yep. Well, family's everything. I mean, I don't, ca- mm-hmm. yeah. I don't care. I don't care what nationality you are. Family's everything. If you don't have, mm-hmm. you, you don't come, you know, if you don't have a good family network. I mean, really, mm-hmm. in all honesty, like, you know, I know people that grew up without families or adopted or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't say that, you know, when I say, when I reference the word family, I'm not necessarily meaning that family meaning like, your blood family, because sometimes right. your blood family, I'm closer to some friends of mine than I am to my blood family. So, wow. yeah. you know, it's who, yeah, you mother, consider, it's who you consider as family. Right. Oh, absolutely. My mother uh, abandoned me in a, a hospital on City Line Avenue. It's not even there anymore when I was born. And uh, she, like, I don't know how, but she left, like, you know, the next morning. I was never named. The nurse that was on duty, like the, uh, the head administrative nurse, actually named mm-hmm. me. Really? Uh, I was, yeah, I was I was abbandoned. So, so I what are you talking adopted? about? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so I thought you were adopted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's a beautiful a story, though. You found, I mean, you found a, a family that, you know, a family, you know, loved you enough to take you in and raise you as their own. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big, um, I'm a big supporter of adoption. I said if I, I can never have a kid of my own, I would. Um, definitely adopt. I'm I'm a big big um, supporter of that. Cool. There's plenty of children that need to be that need good homes. <laughs> yes, there are. There is. There's uh, and, and just to relate to my own level. Um, I mean, I was homeless by the time I was 18. I finished high school sleeping in the bus terminal. So yeah. Sometimes it's not about the people you grew up with. It's the people you collect that stick by you in your life. And that's why I'm so big on paying it forward. Um, those people showed up when I didn't expect it, you know, and reached out a hand. So life sometimes is the family you choose, not always just the ones you're raised with. Not, and there are ones you're raised with, but sometimes people we pick up along the way. So it's, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I couldn't agree yeah. with you more on it. Family is uh, cool. good people in your life. I hear it, brother. Um, so, so tell us more about your band. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you haven't met before. Tell Gina. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, we do all 80s music. We're called the Class of 84, and we have a show coming up April 29th, 29th. which uh, Chris is going to be hosting. Uh, is Lillian coming, mm-hmm. too? Okay, yeah, so Chris yeah. and Lillian are going to host mm-hmm. it together. And, you know, Papa, uh, too. Yep, yep. Oh, well, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely coming to that. Oh, it's, so it's right. Morton. We had such a good time last mm-hmm. time we did this. It was about a year ago, oh, yeah, maybe. It was awesome. It was. It was yeah. a year ago. I think it was a year ago. Mm-hmm. It, was, uh, it was at a – it's this little club – and I don't know, what town is it? Morton? So it's PA? Morton, right near Springfield. Mm-hmm. Off okay, and it's Pike. called a Taste of Key West. Taste of the Key West. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's all 80s music, so it's it's a lot of fun. The one thing I really enjoy, like, I was in high school when all this music was popular, and uh, that's when I first learned how to play guitar. Anyway, so I've, like, I'm really deeply rooted in the, in the 80s music. And I got to tell you, that the, the one thing that I love about music from that time period is it's very happy. 
It's you know, yeah, it's like absolutely. it's toe tapping, yeah, smiling, mm-hmm. dancing, happy music. You know, and the nineties came along and everyone got grumpy. Right. Exactly. And they're gonna be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, that's there was good songs in the nineties. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. But the eighties were just fun. You know? Yeah. And that's and that's why I enjoy it so much. Oh yeah. There's like there was like no rules and everyone was just like I mean, you had like traditional songs like, you know, Every Breath You Take by the Police and then you had stuff mm-hmm. like Sweet Dreams by the Eurythmics. I mean they're like mm-hmm. totally opposite type of songs. But they work together. It was it was just a lot of fun, you know. So that's what we do. We play all eighties music. Uh it's it's a good time. You know, we wear all eighties clothing and uh we usually hand stuff out to, to people in the crowd, get them going, you know. Just like lots of fun, like cool sunglasses and light sticks and you know, necklaces. It's mm-hmm. kind of like almost a Mardi Gras type right. of thing. Now, would, and where, it's just um, fun. What, where other, what other venues do you play? I mean, do you guys have like, um, do you play locally to different um, bars or? We have, um, like, we play a lot in Jersey. Uh, most of the band is, is uh, in Jersey. I'm in Conshohocken myself. Okay. The rest of the band is uh, located in Jersey, so we play like some clubs. But I got to tell you, the past. One, two, three, four. I'd say like the past five shows have all been private parties. Um, oh, great. You know, That's wonderful. Yeah, and we've done like weddings and stuff like that. And not like the actual wedding reception, but like after the wedding, there's a second party. And that's where we come in. And, okay. uh Yeah, after party. nuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And let me tell you, an after party at a wedding is pretty out of control. <laughs> yeah, they are. Trust me. I've been a bridesmaid 33 times. I get it. Oh, my God. 33 <laughs> times. 33 times. Yes, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Here we go again. Oh. <laughs> well, so, yeah, we've been yeah. doing, like, a lot of private events, which which we normally, like, first, the band's been around for a couple, a couple years now. The first year we took any type of bar or club just to kind of, you know, re- like, refine the show. And now, uh-huh. we're, like I said, it's just from weird private parties. We played a show last week at the Marriott downtown uh, on a Wednesday night, and it was packed. It was some kind of corporate event, and it was jam-packed on a Wednesday night. It was the craziest thing in the world, because I thought, who the heck's going to be up on 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night? Right. We've got to get you but, more um, gigs in here, and we got to get you more gigs around Delco. Oh, absolutely. We want to – yeah. Oh, yeah. Um we uh, if this works out, we want to do these more uh, with these guys oh, and great. do something bigger, some bigger events. Um, see, these guys, everybody in the band sings songs, so they they all take turns. Oh, um, that's great. They 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 come dressed, in, you know, in eighties gear. We have eighties contests there. If people, if you come, you got to dress in the eighties because it's the costume contest, and we have uh, giveaways. It's a it's just a really it's, he says fun. It, it is. It's fun. They bring the they don't just bring the music. I said they bring the party. Sounds like a sales line, but it's actually the truth. Um, I had, we had so much fun that night, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing it again. Well, April 29th. Yeah, me too. And, uh, I was going to say, you need to send me a link, and I'm going to I'm going to promote the hell out of this. So send awesome. me a link because uh, all my friends um, they love 80s music. So I need you to send me a link, Chris, and tell me everything so I can promote the hell out of this because sure. we're going to try and get a big crowd for uh, mm-hmm. April 29th. Great, yeah. Usually is a big crowd, so I'm looking forward to even a bigger crowd. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to make it bigger. We're going to make it colossal. Cool. <laughs> so, now, Gina, so, have you ever been in a movie? Yeah, you I've been in several earlier. movies, actually. <laughs> I've been in several but, movies. 
But her first, her first Joel, I don't know if you missed it earlier, she was one of the original kids in the Rocky movie, Chasing and Dan. I Street. did hear that. I thought that yeah. was amazing. Thank that you. Absolutely it amazing. Fun. It was fun. And I was also in Rocky Five when they uh, – I was in the crowd, though, um, during the, the fight scene. It was being filmed at the Civic Center, um, the old Civic Center down there in Philadelphia uh-huh. with Tommy Gunn. Um, right, right. And then uh, I was in uh, in high school. I was a junior in high school when they filmed mm-hmm. um, the movie uh, The In Crowd. And okay. It was a – it was um, – uh, oh, God, what's his name? Ponsilione. What's his name? Uh, Pant, uh, Joey Pantaleone. Uh, Joey Pantaleone. And, um, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Joey Pants. And okay. um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. And wow. then I was like, you know, I, I was an extra in a few other movies, but I never made the cut. So, no, oh, you know, I try and do my best. What are you going to do? That's impressive. I, I might be. And, and... No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no, you I'm sorry. Be. You said you might be. Oh. Oh. You might be. Oh, I might be in a re- you know I might end up in a reality show. Who knows? But we'll see. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I was made for That's TV. Cool. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. You're made for the screen. I was made Chris, for the screen. You were you were in Rocky movies also, right? Uh yeah, I, I try. I, yeah, I love Rocky. I was. Uh, I'm no, you would the never last tell. You could see me. Yeah, I would never tell. <laughs> Um, I love, I've been in a couple films actually. I've been in In Her Shoes. Um, Six Sense was the first film I was in. I did an internship at Mike Lemon Casting for about a year. Oh wow! Um, and I actually I actually took classes from um, um, and Diane Heary, who has another casting agency now in the city. She used to work at Mike's, so I got mm-hmm. to know my way around. And uh, I think I got the bug after my four years of Dancing on Air. So it was like. Um, Oh yeah. Didn't want to let it go. Well, so, wait a minute. I now I just want to. Yes, I was on Dancing on Air too. My there friend you were. Oh, there. cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, awesome. but my deal now is I want to do the Rocky thing. I want to make, make my own, make my own, my own stuff, make my own movie. And uh, I think in, in this day and age, at our age, it's the only way to do it. I want to, I want to make something that's going to make an impact. And uh, yeah, that's that, awesome. That's feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen, so I've seen every Rocky that. movie so many times, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the last one, the Tommy Gunn one, which was five, I guess. Yeah. I mean, just I, I kind of was a little like on the edge, like I don't know. And then he did the Rocky Balboa movie, which, which I, thought I thought was, was every bit as good as the very first one. Yep, I, I thought agree that more. movie was fantastic in every mm-hmm. single way. And I was like, see, this guy still got it, because he, you know, he's a he's a writer, and a lot of people don't realize that but he writes these movies. Guys, awesome. So even, I was, even even his um, even though he didn't write it or produce it or direct it, um, his work in Creed was just as good. Right. Everyone. If everyone you saw it, I don't movie. know if you saw it. I have not seen that movie. Oh, it's very. Oh, it's so good. It's I so know. good. <laughs> <laughs> I say so you go out good. And, and rent it now. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll I'll shoot down a blockbuster real quick. No blockbuster. Listen to you. <laughs> hey, do these kids even know what blockbuster is? No. Absolutely not. You kidding me? <laughs> or no video. Um, so I want to ask you. Uh, we're, tonight we're talking about the year, um, the movie, the Outsiders. The Outsiders. And uh, oh, sure. what are your memories of that? Do you have any? <sighs> Let's see. 
I thought uh, Ralph Macchio was not annoying. <laughs> uh, what else? Well, I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, give me a second. The Outsiders. There was one guy in The Outsiders I thought was amazing. Was Matt Dillon in that? Yeah, yes, yeah. Matt Dillon was in okay. it. He played the. He played was, the. He played the criminal. Okay, I'm a huge Matt Dillon fan. You know, I always mm-hmm. thought his movies were great, from like The Bodyguard. Um, of course, Rumblefish. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, we talked about that mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I'm mm-hmm. I'm way behind. I'm like I'm like I'm, you know, you ought to get Vinny back on the phone at this point. <laughs> I'm Sergeant <laughs> Kabuki Man. Oh, yeah, um, uh, yeah. So I would say Matt Dillon. You know, Matt Dillon's characters were always uh, my favorite. I mean, I used to watch pretty much anything with that guy. Mm-hmm. Are they going to do a remake of it? No, I don't know. Yeah, but... there was to- I don't know. There was talk about they were going to do a remake of The Outsiders, but um, I'm 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 praying to God that they don't because you just can't you can't you can't remake perfection in my eyes. And I that we had this discussion um, last week, Chris, that you know a lot of these mm-hmm. movies they're remaking, and it's just the, and it does they don't mm-hmm. do well. So why are you doing mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So, so they think there's somebody... like. Go ahead. I was going to say they think there's just like a simple base audience that they can tap into. Mm-hmm. I know, but they don't get it. These kids don't get it. That's the problem. They don't like. They don't like I said it. I said it last week yeah. that you know they remade Grease. I mean, I know it's a made-for-TV movie, but mm-hmm. you can't you can't mess with perfection. Even though yeah, it was uh, mm-hmm. okay. I, I personally mm-hmm. didn't like it. You know, yeah. just yeah. like the sound of music or dirt, dirty mm-hmm. dancing or Footloose mm-hmm. for God's sake. Footloose was mm-hmm. an excellent you know cult movie, and they screwed it yeah. up. Yeah. And no one talks about the remake, right. but they still talk so, about Kevin no. Bacon. Exactly, you know? exactly, because the bacon is the man. That's why. <laughs> so we we have somebody on the line who does know these answers. You guys ready? Yeah. Oh yes. Would it be our friend, George, the movie man, George Rother, movie guy, twenty four seven? George, I know you're you're bitten at the chop to jump in. Done. Hi, George. Yeah, I'm here. How y'all doing tonight? I'm good. How are you How are all you, doing? Man? I'm sorry. Our schedule got pushed back a little bit, so I got everybody on the call together. <laughs> I just got your message a few minutes ago about calling at 9.15, so <laughs> that's all, um, it's all good. So you're talking you about the Outsiders with... tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have Joel well, Long from uh, Class of 84, and he was he had a couple comments, but uh, let us know what you know, what you know, what you think. Well, I think it's a classic. I saw it when it first came out mm-hmm. um, at the uh, City Line Theater, and uh, there was really something about it. Um, it was a teen movie like I had never seen before. Um, mm-hmm. How to put it? Okay, it was like one of the first, you know, realistic teen movies to show you kids from the so-called wrong side of the tracks. Mm-hmm. And I guess I was just impressed with uh, how Francis Ford Coppola directed it. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of the shots, they looked like pictures. I mean, the mm-hmm. cinematography was gorgeous. The score was terrific. And the cast that they selected, well, again, this was, like I said last week about The Outsiders, I be- it was the movie that gave birth to the idea of the Brat Pack. Brat Pack. Mm-hmm all these young actors together in one picture. 
Although, to be fair, Patrick Swayze was about 30 when he made that movie, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, actually, Matt Dillon was older, too, when he made that movie. But well, most of, these, fifth, most of these guys were in their, their 20s when they yeah, made this movie, and they're supposed to be, like, 15, 16. Right. Well, especially yeah. Ralph I think Ralph Macchio, Macchio think might have been playing teenagers well into his late 20s, actually. Yeah, exactly. yeah I agree with you. <laughs> he actually mentioned that on the roast to Rob Lowe, that he was playing all these, we call it, teenage roles up until he was like 40. He sure did. He always had that young-looking face. Hey, um, hey, God bless him. We call it works for him. I wish I had that kind of young-looking face. <laughs> <laughs> You know what it is? But, it's for us Italians. It's the olive oil. You have olive oil skin. You 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 never mm-hmm. look old. Mhm. Well, I, we use hmm. olive oil in our food here, so. Hmm. No, no, I'm talking about olive oil. On you got to put it on your skin, right? <laughs> you got to yeah. put it on your skin. Oh well, there's where I went wrong. <laughs> How could I miss that? <laughs> Don't lie. Jeez. I used to use it down on the beach one one summer. I used to olive oil for the whole summer long. I fried, but it, it was uh. Well, that that <laughs> good, was real good smart. Good thing going on. I smell like I actually, that's, that's I actually tried sunbathing with cooking oil once. That stuff you <laughs> dump in the Don't pan. <laughs> yeah. That was not a good idea. Do oh, not no. try this at home, <laughs> kids. If you're listening, do not try this at home, please. <laughs> well, I was a teenager, and I was didn't have any suntan lotion, so I used what I thought was the next best thing. How was I to know that, oh, my God, you're cooking yourself, dude. <laughs> <laughs> In so any event, you? yes. So yeah. Outsiders is great. Now, about 10 years ago, 2005 to be exact, mm-hmm. uh, they released on DV, DVD excuse me, um, The Outsiders – the complete novel. Mm-hmm. See, what and happened was when they originally released it, the studio demanded some cuts from Coppola's original version. They wanted to make uh-huh. it more commercial and a little shorter. So what they did with the DVD is they restored Coppola's original vision. A few scenes were lost, but 22 minutes of new scenes were added. Oh yeah, that's the scenes um, where you know Pony Boys in the. I know what you're talking about. Where Pony Boys in the hospital after um, they uh, we call it rescue those kids, and then he has the um, he has the rumble, just like the book. Well, no, they and just like in the book, they I, rumbled. He has and a, then and no, he has an intimate moment with his brothers. Uh, yes. and with the uh, social worker, which is not shown in the original. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. There was a courtroom scene near near yep. the end. Um, yeah. It was explained that he had to spend some time in the hospital after the rumble because he developed pneumonia. Pneumonia, right. And, and that's mm-hmm. why DHS stepped in or family services mm-hmm. or whatever they were calling themselves. And there was also a scene at the beginning where Pony Boy was stalked and jumped, I guess, by the Soches so- the, mm-hmm. the or Soches or whatever right. they're called. Mm-hmm. So – they really just kind of changed up the movie a bit. Oh, they also changed mm-hmm. the score, too. Um, yep. They got rid of a lot of the original score and put in a lot of more vintage oldies from the time. Mm-hmm. So they changed that. That was the change I wasn't crazy about. Mm-hmm. But I thought, okay, so even though I've never read the book, it's my understanding that that version remained more faithful to the novel. And mm-hmm. – well, like I said, that's what Coppola wanted to put out in the first place. 
Mm-hmm. Guess Check what? I just ordered it on Amazon for eight dollars and fifty seven cents. Nice. I, well, just I think you're going to enjoy Amazon. it. This is the Outsiders complete novel, eight dollars and fifty seven cents. Amazon Prime will be here tomorrow. <laughs> now, earlier, Chris, when you uh, messaged me and told me we'd be, <coughs> excuse me, we'd be discussing the Outsiders tonight, mm-hmm, I did a mm-hmm. little research. Here's mm-hmm. something I didn't know. Um, and yeah. yes, we do learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Um, he shot the Outsiders back to back with Rumblefish. In fact, Big he time. worked on the screenplay mm-hmm. for Rumblefish mm-hmm. while he was making The Outsiders. Yeah, well, they oh, wow. shared yeah. cast members, those two movies. Uh, Diane Dillon, Lane, yeah, Matt Dillon, and Glenn Withrow. Tom yeah, Waits. Who was Glenn? Glenn Withrow played Tim Shepard in The Outsiders. Oh, okay. I yep. don't mm-hmm. recall who he played in Rumblefish. Okay. And, and Tom say, Waits was in both those movies also. And Tom so, Waits. Who's Tom Waits? Tom Waits. He's, Tom a, Waits. Uh, he's a musician. Yeah, I, I remember him from the Rumblefish. Yeah, who was he in I don't the recall movie? him from uh, mm-hmm. The Outsiders. Um, I don't know if it was oh, a minor character. He, he was in the movie. Was it the band mm-hmm. that was playing at uh, Tim Shepard's place? Possibly. It could have been. Where Matt Dillon was staying when Johnny and Pony Boy came to um came to knock on his door because he killed the Soch. And there was a band playing. Maybe I'd have to yeah, look again. Yeah, I'm not sure. I just I know he was in it. Now, what else? There were some other new things that I learned. Um Oh boy. Oh. Um Rumblefish and the Outsiders. Uh, Coppola shot both films on a lot of the same locations. Oh, cool. Yeah. He, so he Oklahoma. reused some for Rumblefish. Tulsa, Oklahoma, it? yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And was there anything else? I think that's about it. Um, I took down some notes, and I'm just double-checking uh, Wikipedia here. And that's all pretty much I got about uh, interesting trivia about the movie. Um. And I'm going to have to Here's give that one. another look over. I haven't seen it in like 20, 10 years. Oh, my gosh. Um, I actually just watched it. Uh, it was on, um, uh, it wasn't the, what, I think it was Sundance. Sundance had it. Mm-hmm. And they did the extended version. Oh, cool. Coolness. So, George, okay, oh, wait, I do remember good, something. Mm-hmm. Do remember something. What do you remember? Do you remember the scene in The Outsiders when they were sitting outside the Dairy Queen and those mm-hmm. kids came and approached the car asking for money. Yep. Right. Yep. The two, the, the one girl was uh, mm-hmm. we Sophia, Sophia Coppola. Coppola. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. See, George, oh. I know what I'm talking about. Tina, <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You you uh, matched me on that one. Yeah, she was the kid that said, "Do you you got a dime? You got a dime?" And he's like, "Get out of here." <laughs> yeah. So I heard yeah. Joel had a question there. Joel, what was your question? Yeah, I wanted, you know, I wanted to know if you knew anything about Sergeant Kabuki Man. I only NYPD. saw it once, and I thought it was pretty darn cool. I like trauma. Mm-hmm. Trauma, yeah. Trauma. Trauma. You know, I don't think there's guys rock. around anymore. But, uh, they I some think funny they stuff. still make the occasional movie, but they're not. Yeah, in... I know a guy that works. I know somebody who works for them still. Really? Yeah. Special effects. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Let me check something really quick. It seems to me that they did make a movie a few years ago, but I'm going to have to check just to be sure that it is indeed trauma. Let's see. Is this movie trauma? No, it is not. Okay. I saw a movie a few years back um, called 
Blubberella. Um, blubber. <laughs> what uh, is that? What is uh, that? An overweight so woman. <laughs> let's see. Action comedy centered on an overweight woman whose footsteps cause explosions and whose dual swords are used against anyone who makes fun of her. Basically, she's uh, an overweight superhero, and the movie was a complete bloodbath, as I recall. Wow. It definitely sounds um, like It was di- directed by somebody named Yui Bowl, who is notorious among film aficionados because this guy makes really bad movies. I mean, right. he's almost as inept a director as Ed Wood. But there's, huh. a fun, there's, a, there's a fun aspect to his movies. They're just so darn bad and stupid, you have to sit there and laugh. And he's done a few video game adaptations, um, House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark, Postal. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know man, a lot about new video games, so I know there are adaptions, but adaptations, wow. but don't ask hey, me that's about cool. the games. I'm st- hey, I'm so impressed, though. You never... Cease to amaze me there, George. <laughs> no, I just get rambling on and on about movies. I go off on tangents. Sorry, but uh, the original point is trauma is awesome. Toxic Avenger yeah. forever. Oh, right. God, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So on that note, I'm going to take off. I'm going to try to start my own foundation, see if I can okay. uh, catch up to Vinny. Here's the case of the Vinny. You know? um, right. everyone it's going to take a few years. Out. That's Joel Breen, the bass player of the, the the band Class of '84. He's going to be joining us on April ninth, April twenty ninth. I'm sorry, at the Taste of Key right. West in in oh. Morton. Um, join us. Uh, we'll be posting the uh, the flyer on my page. Chris Kelly from ACV soon. Gina should be there. We're trying to bring George out. Should be a fun time. Um, oh, I'll be there. I'm going to grab all. Get a babysitter my and come on out. All my guy mm-hmm. friends, we're coming. Well, that sounds awesome. awesome. Joel, All right, guys. In, have a good night. Thank nice you. Nice talking to you, Joel. Talk to Bye, Joel. Nice talking to you too. Talk to you next week. Bye. Take Bye, care. Brother. Take yeah. care. So I loved uh, Rumblefish. Not a lot of people liked it. I know my sister, like she was a prior, she was partial to uh, the Outsiders. I was telling Gina because uh, um, it's a. Uh, because it gets all the stars in it, but I kind of like the Rumblefish character because cause it's even more of like the motorcycle boy name. It's kind of cool to me, but uh, I love them both. They're a great movie, both. Well, Rumblefish was also beautifully shot, the black mm-hmm. and white. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do understand why it was in black and white, right? Because motorcycle boy was colorblind, right? Colorblind, yep. And yep. he also heard the world at low volume, hence the movie mm-hmm. sounds a little muffled at times. It's right. motorcycles uh, POV, point of view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I thought it was a great idea. It is very um, good. Gina, did you ever read the book? I'm curious, or maybe you did, George. Is the movie The Outsiders close to uh, what's the in the book? Mm-hmm. I have well, not read either have... book by S.E. Hinton. Yeah, okay. I read both of them by S.E. Hinton mm-hmm. um, in high school and um, mm-hmm. before I saw the movie. And uh, Yeah, let's be honest. The books are always better than the movie. And what George just said with regards to, you know, the release of the extended version, the extended Mm -hmm. version is more like the book Mm -hmm. because it includes more. But just seeing the original movie after reading the book, the book's so much better because it gives so much more detail um, Mm -hmm. than what was shown because, you know, Francis Ford Coppola had to, like, you know, cut cut the movie to certain time frame so 
you know, but I mean, still one of my all-time favorite classics that I love and show, you know, I plan on showing it to my nephews and my niece when they get a little older mm-hmm. because it's, mm-hmm. it, like I said, it's a classic. And they'll probably have, have to read it, you know, in high school because a lot of kids are still reading it, which I'm so happy to hear that. But, yeah. you know, That's but awesome. it's like anything else. The book is always much better than the movie, always. Mm-hmm. What, so. um... I always remember, I was looking at the music for The Outsiders, other than the song that you had mentioned, uh, The Stay Gold, of course. Another big scene in, in The Outsiders, I remember the music, is uh, Gloria. Yeah, Gloria is a very it? big song, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it was by and Them. Then, the group was called Them. Yep. Van Morrison, guys. Yeah, it's Van Morrison, right? No, Van. Yeah, it was Van Morrison. Yeah, Van Morrison. Yeah, it was Van Morrison. I'm looking at the soundtrack on IMDb. It says, uh, yeah, Van Morrison. Morrison is in that band. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that was the name of the band. Okay, he's in it. Okay. Oh, I thought it was Van mm-hmm. Morrison that actually sung it. George doesn't just think about music. He, uh, movies, he thinks about music, too. He knows it. That's awesome. Well, it's on Wikipedia, so <laughs> I cheated and, a little. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so at least you admit to it, George. Um, the movie that was playing in the, um, in the uh, what do you call it? Um, drive-in, the drive-in Beach Blanket theater, Bingo. Which, yep, mm-hmm. Bing, Beach Blanket Bingo is right. The one with Good uh, old Dustin Buster Keaton. What? That Beach Blanket Bingo is the one with Buster Keaton in it. I have seen the Beach Party movies. Yeah, I'm, and, I, uh, I can't begin to tell you how many times I watched Beach Blanket Bingo. We were so big fans of Annette Funicello and um, Frankie Avalon, and uh, as well as like the whole um, Lewis and... Uh, Martin and Lewis um, uh, shows on, you know, on Sundays. So always what nice think, stuff. So, what did you think of Back to the Beach, the uh, '80s beach eh, flick with Frankie eh, and Annette? Eh, eh. I mean, it was a nice right. concept, but it's not. It wasn't beach. It wasn't their, you know, regular movies because you know they were much older then. You know, true. Right. Much older. It was just. I know, enjoyed it. They should have left. Well, I enjoyed it too, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Funny story about Back at the Beach. I took a friend to see that. Now, at that point, I had never seen any of the beach party movies, and neither had he. Mm-hmm. My friend, he's a great guy, but he's one of those people that kind of takes things literally. He doesn't always get stuff. So after the movie, mm-hmm. his question was. Why did Pee Wee Herman fly away at the end? He just didn't get it. I was like, it's a movie, dude. It was like a joke. Mm-hmm. It was a musical number. It's like, but he flew away. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And <laughs> I can't believe I'm explaining that to somebody, but okay. Yeah, well. Oh, my God. Some people yes. are just simple-minded. What are you going to do? <laughs> I wouldn't say what he's time? dumb. He's actually very book smart. It's mm-hmm. just <clears throat> some things he doesn't get, but whatever. Um, yeah. Anyway, a uh, little digression what, there. But yeah. what's hot now? What's out there now, George? That you'd recommend? Well, okay. I'm going to tell you this about this weekend's movies. Mm-hmm. You know, this weekend has got to be pretty sad. When the best thing I saw all weekend, well, the best mainstream movie I saw this weekend was The Power Rangers. Oh my god. <laughs> It was the best of the releases. Okay, the other two that came out was a sci-fi movie called Life, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds. Right. It is a huge bore. 
There oh, is man. absolutely nothing good or bad to say about it. It mm-hmm. barely exists. There is no life. There is no evidence of it in that movie, intelligence or otherwise. <laughs> and then the other thing I saw was Chips. I oh, heard that Lord was horrible. Heard that. I heard that. I heard that. It's like I was a huge um, uh, Land of the Lost <laughs> fan. No, Land of the wow. Lost, and I hate they made it a comedy with Will Ferrell when it came out. Same thing as this. They made this. Anybody like Chips? I don't want to watch it as a comedy. I want. To, I'd like to see like a new version. I'd be curious to see, you know. But yeah, what's but your take on they, went, mm-hmm. they took it in the totally wrong direction to make it an, mm-hmm. an R-rated vulgar comedy. What they mm-hmm. should have done with it is make it a knowing satire, kind of like the Brady Bunch movie or Twenty One mm-hmm. Jump Street. Right. Mm-hmm. Movies that realize, hey, this central premise is ridiculous. The show is ridiculous. Let's have fun with it. They did mm-hmm. not do that with Chips. They turned it into something that really wasn't funny. Even Eric Estrada himself said the movie's garbage. And really? He, oh, he, I didn't hear and that. And he cameos in it. Yeah. He shows up at the very end. Oh, my God. But, I mean, I knew it was going to be bad going in, so it was really no shock. But still, it's like – it's unbelievable that – all right, so it was written and directed by Dax Shepard. He's also the yep. star. He plays uh, – not Pont, John. John was the John. other mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. I, I look at this, I'm wondering, did he ever watch the television show? Or did he just like <laughs> get right. some idea from clips from it, see, know the premise, and just go with that? Right. It's like you missed the point. Mm-hmm. But <sighs> – Anyway, so Power Rangers, you know what? It's no it's not a classic. It's kind of fun, but it takes them more than 90 minutes to morph into the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. So didn't you have to wait a long time. Didn't the Power Rangers originally come out in the 90s? And the toy yes, come out did. in the 90s? Yeah. They were the, back then they were the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Right. So, go I mean, go like, Power the, Rangers. To come out twenty years later with you know a movie, it just I don't I don't get it. I feel Everything that old these, is new. Um, yeah, every twenty well, years we go through a nostalgia phase. In the nineties we were nostalgic for the seventies. Now mm-hmm. whatever now whatever decade this is, we are mm-hmm. nostalgic for the nineties. Well, just like you know, in eighty three the movie Scarface came out. And now they want to redo that. It's just like, but it's set in a different time, a different city. Um, you know, it's going to be a more modern day. Like, come on, guys, really? Well, I could see them doing it. They just don't necessarily have to call it Scarface, but well, they are. the central premise of the rise and fall of a gangster, it could be done. Yeah, I, all right, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I don't like the idea of them remaking Scarface either, but like I said last week, um, the one with Al Pacino itself is a remake, so... You know, mm. right? But it was done right, though. That's the whole thing. Well, I, my I first question: original Go ahead, Gene, I'm sorry. and then the remake. And I, I like the Al Pacino version much better. Oh, you've seen the original 1932 yes. one? Okay. Yes. Okay. Because you told me that, oh. and you told me that. So I went out. <laughs> oh, and, and you, and got you actually did oh. something I said. Cool. Nice. Actually, well, someone, I'm, somebody I'm actually took a recommendation from me. Good job, George. George, I'm a movie connoisseur too, so I was Yay. curious to see what the original was like. 
And to be oh, honest with you, you I, didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like it as much. Wow. I love the Al Pacino. Maybe because I'm, mm-hmm. maybe because I'm um, what do you call it, biased because I love Pacino, and Pacino is just, uh-huh. you know, he's just a Pacino. brilliant. Pacino. Okay, here's something something for you to take into account. When the first Scarface was released in 32, Mm -hmm. that was considered really violent for its time. It It was made before the production code was put into effect, so they could Mm -hmm. get away with a little bit more, hence the violence, hence Mm -hmm. the not-too-subtle hints at the lead character's attraction to his own sister. Whatever mm-hmm. weird thing that was going on. Right, exactly. <laughs> now, with this proposed remake of Scarface, my first question would be who's directing? Do they have someone that's I decent forgot. behind I the forgot. camera? Yeah, they have somebody. I forgot. I or is it some it hack? No, no, I heard it on President Steve. I, I can't remember it for the life of me right this second. Um, who they who they were getting for this or who was on board to do it. I don't know right now because my system is now like not agreeing with me, and it's frozen. Well, if they got a decent director at the helm, I wouldn't be entirely opposed to it. I'd have mm-hmm. to see what they put out. Um, and also, they got to make some changes. I mean, you can't do a scene-for-scene, shot-for-shot remake. That doesn't work, um, as, a, as evidenced by 1998 Psycho. Gus Van Sant's shot-for-shot remake of the Hitchcock movie. You mm-hmm. have to ask yourself, what's the point? Okay. So, well, that's yeah. funny. In 1983, Psycho 3 came out. <laughs> Talking about Psycho. Psycho 2. Oh, and actually, Psycho 2. You're right, yeah. Mother. Psycho 2 was actually a really good sequel. Mother. Mother, <laughs> stop! Mommy. Oh my God, you're gonna creep me. You're gonna creep me out, Chris. Stop it! I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> stop it! Stop it! That um, was something else. That was a good sequel. Wait, there, yeah, I remember well, that. I don't think mm-hmm. sequels, whatever. Well, I can tell you, 1993, some of the greatest movies came out, and two mm-hmm. of my favorite, favorite, favorite all-time comedies to this day. Trading Places and Vacation. Can't, hands down. Hands down. <laughs> National Lampoon's Vacation and Trading Places. And then a Christmas trading story places? came out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. That guy from the jail cell. Yeah, when yeah. you came in last night, you was crying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were crying like a baby. Yeah. Oh, come on. That was like, that was, that was, that was. Eddie Murphy's debut movie. It was awesome. Well, 48 Hours came out six months before that. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. My apologies. You're absolutely right. But the fact is, it debuted – I mean, it was a movie based in Philadelphia, which I loved. Mm -hmm. And actually, my aunt and uncle worked at the – it was uh, Gerard – remember when it was Gerard Bank? Mm -hmm. I remember remember that, yeah. And Citizens Bank. So they worked mm-hmm. at the Gerard Bank building where um we call it where Duke and Duke that was their that was their company down there. Randolph that building. and Mortimer Duke. Yep. <laughs> it was Duke and Duke, the building that was their uh office. That was the old Gerard building. And my aunt and uncle were working there at the time <laughs> when that happened. Well, the two comedies you've mentioned, they are absolute classics. Yeah, classics. Um Yes, Eddie Murphy was in his prime. It was his second movie, and it's, like, impressive. Like, two movies, and wow, he's, like, 
this total star. Um, as for vacation, well, all I can say is <laughs> that's pretty much every family's vacation. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much that pretty much sums it up. I might have mentioned this on the show before, but Chevy Chase's profanity laced tirades that is totally my father. Was um, <laughs> the Rother vacations didn't officially begin until Dad lost his Dad had his first meltdown behind the wheel on the way to Ocean City. Mm-hmm. And our record is, um, let me see, about a mile from the house, we made him lose it. Oh, my because God. I said, wow. I said we had to turn back and get my boom box. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you know what um, You know what came out in 83, which was huge in 83, when all, when the Valley Girl language came? To, Valley Girl? Well, the movie Valley Girl, but remember how all the girls started talking? Like a Valley Girl? Like all that mm-hmm. verbiage, like for right. sure. They were doing that, they were doing that beforehand when the Frank Zappa song came out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With his daughter, Moon Unit Zappa. It was Moon Unit Zappa. Yes. Who sang that song? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. She did do all the talking on that, and he did the vocals. Um, yeah. She's a Valley Girl. She's a Valley Girl, whatever yep. it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I remember we used to drive my mother nuts. With that, and she thought it was absolutely absurd that that there were, you know, that was a fad, like you know, talking like that. Oh my God, she couldn't stand it. Tell you the truth, it didn't really do anything for me either. Don't get well, me wrong; I, mean, I thought the movie was, I thought the movie was delightful, but really, that uh, with uh, what's the name, Deborah Foreman and Nicholas Cage, I thought that was great. Yeah. Oh my Very God, nice it was movie. The stupidest movie ever. <laughs> well, I thought it was a nice love story. Oh, <laughs> now you're talking about 1983. Let's see, oh, 1983. There's plenty of love stories that came about. Like there was, the, oh, the Big Chill. That was one of my favorite. That's one of my all-time favorites as well. That's um, a good movie. Yeah, it's an excellent movie. And Silkwood. Easy Money with Rodney Dangerfield came out. Oh, yeah, well, Easy Money. Well, mm-hmm, that's just mm-hmm. funny. That's funny movie. That's just funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's just downright howling, laughing the whole entire time. Hey, look um, at us. We're browsing. Yes. <laughs> but maybe he's half browser on his father's side. <laughs> Mr. Mom is another one that was a great movie. I Which still one? watch that when it's on. Mr. Mom. Oh, with, with Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Oh, God. And yeah. Kenny, uh, don't paint yeah, your sister. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole Whoopi scene. Whoopi. I love the Whoopi. Yeah, the Whoopi. Yeah, the Whoopi. Mm-hmm. Oh, Can yeah, I, I still alone? use that term, actually. But Whoopi? Can I have a moment? <laughs> By myself. Self, mm-hmm. yes, that's a great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see it. what else. Eighty-three. Um, risky business. Terms of endearment. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah risky terms business. Of terms of endearment. Mm-hmm. That's a. Oh my God. That's Shirley MacLaine and Deborah Winger. Oh my God. That was quite good. With Jack what Nicholson. Else? Oh, my God. That was mm-hmm. just such a great performances by all three. And mm-hmm. um, and Flashdance and War Games. And, oh, my God. I could like, go on and on and on. <laughs> How about DC Cab? There you go. Mr. T, right? Mr. T. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Two that came out around Christmas that year. Sudden Impact and Christine. All right, good ones. 
The sudden impact was Dirty Harry. Of course, that's going to be awesome. Christine, Killer Car, Stephen King, John Carpenter. Oh, my God. That's awesome. (laughs) But 83 also had some pretty crummy movies. Uh, Who remembers Porky's 2 the next day? Oh, my God. I love Porky's. (laughs) The first one was funny. The second one, what the heck happened? I can't remember what happened in the second one. They go back and try and fight the the guy. I keep calling him Boss Hog, but whoever the guy is like Boss Hog at the, uh, the Porky's place. No, Porky didn't come back until the third movie, and Porky's 2, it had to do with they wanted to put a Shakespeare festival on, and a bunch of religious types were trying to shut it down because Shakespeare is offensive. So that was the, the, so to speak, plot of the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. If only they had actual funny stuff in the movie, it might have been okay. Mm-hmm. But since none of it was actually, I can't even remember. I can't even remember Porky's too. I can't remember anything of it. I don't, no, even, think I, I don't even remember if I saw it. I'm sure I saw it, but I just don't remember anything. Well, that, <laughs> I was 14 when the first Porky's movie came out, and I actually had to sneak out to see that one. I had to tell my folks I was seeing something else, and I went with an adult friend to see that, mm-hmm. and it was the funniest damn thing I had ever seen at that point. I couldn't believe some of the stuff that was in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know um, it was weird what movie that came out that year. So, um, which was so awful what happened. But Brainstorm came out with Natalie Wood. And, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. Christopher Walken, but that movie wasn't mm-hmm. finished because she had died. Mm-hmm. So they ended up they ended up finishing the movie. Um, to be honest with you, I can't even remember for the life of me how it all ended. But that was a weird situation because they were filming that, and while they were filming it, she died. She drowned on that boat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And they had to finish it without her. They had to yeah. – I think they might have had to do some rewrites, and they ended up releasing it in September of 83, and it played for like a week. Just nobody went to see it, I guess. The whole idea of Natalie Wood being dead, I guess people thought it was morbid to go that see whole it. Situ- that, whole, that, whole thing, that whole thing is – Still creeps me out to this day because I loved her because I loved West Side Story, loved West Side Story, and I loved Gypsy, and just that whole thing that what happened to her and how young she was, and it still freaks me out to this day. It really does. How the hell that happened? There's still questions about what actually happened that night. I know, I know, and they keep talking about it, but it's just like you know what? Leave well enough alone. She's dead. What, what's gonna, what's the big deal? I mean, it's Let not going to bring women rest in peace. I know exactly. Uh, I remember. Uh, I remember that. That was horrifying. I remember when she died. I was. I think it was on a Sunday. I was hanging out at home with my girlfriend at the time, and the news came mm-hmm. on, and we were just both shocked. Like, yeah, exactly. Really? That's exactly how you felt when you know. It's like, oh my god, not not Natalie Wood. <laughs> right. Well, every now and then they throw a celebrity death at you that just floors you, like uh, mm-hmm. two thousand. Eight was it? Heath Ledger died. Yeah, not that, that day was for me. I knew he was. I, I see. I wasn't shocked by that because I knew he was a drug yeah. abuser. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I was shocked by. Um, Robert uh, Williams. What do you call it? Huh? Last year was a, you have a whole plethora. <laughs> the whole year was shocking. Oh, oh the yeah, Robin exactly. Williams death. Exactly. Oh God, Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Was shocking. Prince James Gandolfini. James Gandolfini. That was shocking to me when that happened. Oh, that, that, oh my God. A couple I'm years ago. Yeah. 
I was I was at the Phillies game when I got the call mm-hmm. when I saw it on my phone that James Gandolfini died. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was that like, was no, not tough. Tony, not Tony. <laughs> All right, when no. Chris Farley died, you know what? I actually mm-hmm. predicted it was going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Two months before he passed, he mm-hmm. guest hosted Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. and I made it a point to <laughs> excuse me see that episode. You mm-hmm. could tell just by looking what what's wrong with him. He is not well. I mean, you could just tell there was something absolutely wrong with the guy. Yeah. yeah. And now I don't. Did you guys see that particular episode? Um, I, of I can't Saturday remember. Night Live, it aired in October I, I, of eighty of ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened was he disappeared midway through the show, mm-hmm. and he didn't appear again until the very end when it was time to say goodnight, and he was on stage with Phil Hartman, and he was actually passed out. Phil Hartman was holding him up, and he made some Mm -hmm. joke like, well, it's past Chris's bedtime, but I'm sure he'd like me to say goodnight for him. Now, Chris was doing so many drugs that night, he passed out, and uh, they Mm -hmm. just did the rest of the show without him. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, it was shocking when Phil Hartman died. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, like six months later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a friend of mine, my friend called me about that, and it's like, Phil Hart, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's crazy white to shoot them. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you never know. You never I know. I swear, I think, um, I think Saturday Night Live has a curse. Mm-hmm. Think, of, think of all of their, um, you know, their top performers. And they all died. Gilda Radin died of cancer. Mm-hmm. John Pelusi died over uh, of drug overdose. Chris Farley died of drug overdose. Um, what's his name? Well, um, Chris Phil Farley shot. Chris Farley. He idolized Belushi, and he would always tell people he wanted to die just like Belushi at that age of a drug overdose. He got his wish. Yeah, apparently. Thus um, proving what Oscar Wilde always said. Be careful what you wish for. You might get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I but, hear you. Yeah, All I know that, is I keep wishing, and I'm not getting what I wish for, but anyway. <laughs> but in any event, yeah, that uh, quite a few people from SNL have passed over the years. Yeah. Um, Jane, um, what's that Jan one, Hooks. one girl? Jane Hooks. Jane Hooks. She died, what, a year or two ago? That was mm-hmm. shocking, and so we still don't know what happened to her. Mm-hmm. I can find out. That's easy. Go ahead, find out. Um, Go ahead. I'm actually on the com- I'm actually on the computer tonight. My wife went to bed early. They didn't. They, I don't think they ever released it. Let me see. They just said something of an illness. That's all. It, that's all that was said. Okay, non-chemo responsive throat cancer. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. She had throat cancer. It was 2014. She passed. Yeah, it wasn't too early. Oh yeah. So yeah, wow, that was. Uh, Something. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember who. Well, else there's died. a lot of there's a lot of celebrities of SNL that passed away. It's just weird. Well, Michael O'Donohue. Um, I don't know if you recall him, but I think he appeared in a, maybe a few episodes of the first season. But he was primarily a writer. I know he died uh-huh. in the 90s. Yep. And another, uh, what do they call those? Um, the Players who aren't quite part auxiliary cast, I guess you call it. Yep, mm-hmm. you're There's a woman right. named Denitra Dance, and she passed mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's crazy. I mean, more. It's the just nuts. It's just SNL. absolutely mm-hmm. nuts. 
and you're hitting um, on, and you're hitting on another subject I find fascinating Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, after movies, Saturday Night Live is something else I find myself fascinated by. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. And how did we get into this? Oh, Natalie Wood. That's how this all started. Yeah, Natalie okay. Wood and uh, Wade Foss. Yeah, because <laughs> we were talking about movies and um, yeah, whatever. And but you're anyway, talking about um, 1983 movies. Um, just trying to think. Right. Oh, The Dead Zone with Christopher Walken. Yeah, mm. I love Christopher Walken. He, no matter what he does, man, he's just so good. It's that voice. Oh my God. I've always he's said he should me. do audiobooks for children's books. Oh, my God. He's just so good. I was watching uh, – you know what I was watching last night? Was last night or the night before? I just oh, it was yesterday, actually, during the day. I saw uh, At Close Range with Chris Penn and oh. John Penn. And, oh, my God. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, oh, my that's God. That's a local story. That's a local story, too, I believe. Yeah, yeah. it happened somewhere in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That was a true, true story? story? yeah. Yeah. Hang on. Look I'll look it up. it up for you. Hang on a sec. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. See, you learn yeah. something. Like you say, learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Hang right, you do. Let's see. What do we got here? Um, yeah, Bruce Johnson. Yeah, pissing me. Let's see. Where did this happen? Well, it says it happened in. They stole primarily, and first of all, the real criminal's name was uh, Bruce Johnston. Um. They primarily stole in Chester County, but they made their way into Lancaster on several occasions. So they were up in Chester County somewhere. Um, Shut the front door. I had, oh, my God. Now I'm going to rewatch it again. That's what you got to do. I'm going to rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. I was fascinated when I found that out. I was like, whoa. That. Oh, my God. You know what was made in 83? That was, oh, my God. I swear to God. I don't even understand. Like how cheesy it was, staying alive. Oh, the yeah. remake from Saturday Night Fever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And mm-hmm. it's, I'm so sad to say that that it just was so bad. <laughs> it was yeah, Saturday Night Fever. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love Saturday Night Fever. Staying alive is heinous. They, yeah, uh, very much. Again, so. they made the mis- well, the main mistake they made that with that movie, they sanitized it. They took away all the grit and realism of the original and made it this PG-rated, I don't know what the hell it was. Um, And at the end, that Broadway play he was in, that Satan's Alley, Mm -hmm. they actually show something like that on Broadway? I mean, (laughs) oh, the Travolta strut, yes. You touched my hair, you know? Why do you got to touch my hair? You hit my hair. Hit my hair. I should have been here to do that next time. You worked very (laughs) hard to get my hair, and you hit it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And you hit it. The best of them are slapping around. Oh, my God. They're slapping around with pork chops. That was one of my biggest questions about staying alive. What happened to the rest of his family? Just his mother was in it. What happened to everybody else? (laughs) They don't even mention his dad, his sister, his grandma. Um, oh, and the brother that was a priest, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Frank. Father, uh, Frank. Father Frank. That's right. Father Frank. <laughs> I love that. What did you say to Father Frank? Mm-hmm. What did you say to him? Nothing. <laughs> I didn't say nothing. <laughs> God, oh, such a God. great movie. Horrible. Such oh. a great movie. 
I hey, love Chris. Saturday Night Fever too. Mm-hmm. I know, it's such a great movie. Chris, by the way, who's Donna yeah. Michelle Blasiak? Mm, uh, I guess a friend. Well, I, I see we have a mutual friend. She just friended me on Facebook, and I we have a mutual friend, so I guess I'm just going to uh, confirm it. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a real person. She's a real person. Okay. Good person. Donna, um, how you doing? Hi, Donna. I'm now friends with you on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to, uh, before we close off, I want to make sure we give uh, George a proper uh, plug uh, for his website and his Facebook page. Um, if you want to know anything about movies and you want to help George get to 10,000 uh, followers before the summer, let's make that happen. Um, he's George Rother, otherwise known at MovieGuy247.com on Facebook and on the Internet. But, George, I want to let you take it, take it away because you do it like nobody else can because you are George Rother, the Movie Guy 24 7 Yes, I am, and thank you, Chris. Yes, that's true. I am Movie Guy 24-7, um, movies on the mind all the time. And, okay, well, tonight I'm just going to ask um, humbly, um, if you're near your computers, could you please log on to Facebook and then log on to Movie Guy 24-7? And if, if you would be so kind as to like the page, I would really appreciate that. I think it's a fun page. If you like movies, you'll probably enjoy it. And uh, that's all I've got. Thanks, <laughs> George. And, and George, thank you, my and George, friend. I just confirmed. I just confirmed us being friends too on Facebook. So <laughs> this is the night for Facebook you. friends, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> this is the night. and with you, guys. Gina, I have hit five. And with your confirmation, I've hit my limit of five thousand. Oh, how are you doing? Excellent. That's great. I'm number wow. five thousand. I think I, I'll play that number. Get a five thousand uh, person girl. That's awesome. A uh, 5,000-person uh, girl? Watch how you say that. You make a song for that. <laughs> 5,000 Facebook oh, friends. <laughs> 5,000 Facebook friends. I've never met that many people in my life. That's hysterical. Well, and well, I honestly I wish they'd increase, the, wish they'd increase just, that, but okay. Just by adding you, I just came to 1976. 1,976. Oh, bicentennial year. year. Bicentennial year. year. Very good year. <laughs> All right, George. Thanks, brother. I appreciate well, it. Well, thanks for having me, and I hope next to week. You too, Gina. You too, Chris. And I hope to talk to you both next week. Thanks, okay, man. Sounds good. To Have it. a good one. You too. Goodbye. So I want to remind everybody. <laughs> oh, he's an awesome guy. I want to thank everybody that called in tonight. Um, Vinny Benham, uh, Vincenzo Leone, surprise call. We're glad to have that. Um, Vinny, we want you to call back again. Joel Breen from the class of '84. Great call. Um, Joel's going to be with us on April 29th at the Taste of Key West in Morton, Pennsylvania. Um, be there, be square. But then again, in the 80s, it was hip to be square. Hip to anyway, be square. Good old Huey right. Lewis in the news. So, so uh, you're going to send me. You're, you're going to send me I'm that link, right, so I can start promoting yeah. it. Okay. Sure. Sure. Because I'm serious. Be I'm getting a whole bunch of people out. It's going to be a good time. Going to be a fun time. Um, so come on out. Get the babysitters. And contact uh, Gina. Tell her you want to be part of her gang. You're going to come on out. <laughs> come um, on, kids. We're all going. Night follow out. Us, uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on uh, Instagram. Follow us on YouTube. You can also go to our website. Everything's under Chris Kelly uh, from Mady's TV. And you can find it wherever you type that in. And uh, make sure you follow us. And let us know what you want to hear or hear us talk about. We're going to do some videos soon. Um, I know the second season still hasn't started yet officially. 
But if you give us some good topics, we'll be sure to hit about it. Um, we're going to make some changes this year to make them a little bit longer, a little bit more, a little bit more details involved. But uh, a lot of good changes. We're all super excited to uh, to bring that to you. If you want to add our good friend Gina Marie Scorson, I'm so thankful she's filled in. Lillian is sick. Uh, Lillian, we, we're sending you a good wish to get better soon. Um, get well, Lillian. And I want to have you and mm-hmm, I want to have you and Gina on here together, and uh, we're gonna. We should revitalize this whole radio show. I think we've we got a full good we team. Should. I think it'll be great. I think we yeah. should. You could be, um, you, could be uh, you and Lily, Lillian and I as your fly girls. How about that? <laughs> I think that sounds great. <laughs> fly girl. Fly yeah. girl. Remember yeah. that song? Um, so I want to thank Gina. If you want to follow Gina, you can find her on Facebook. I'm going to put you out there if you want me to. You can um, put me out there. If you want me to? Gina Marie Squirsone. Um, find Gina and uh, say hello. And um, Gina, thanks again for for calling. And Chris, so much this, fun. this mm-hmm. another fun night. This has been, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it was just been nonstop fun. I can't believe it's been two hours. We just continue to blah 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 blah. And I meet so many <laughs> interesting people, and it's just it's a lot of fun and a lot of laughs. And I thank you <laughs> kindly, sir, for allowing me to fill in as guest host anytime. I, I really enjoy it. And no. I hope everybody else enjoyed it as well. So, until you next time, it. everybody. Until next time, like we have a saying. So I hope you remember how it goes. Um, you can take someone out of the 80s, but you can't take the 80s out of anyone. Right, Gina? Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Square. guys. Thanks a lot. Follow us. All up. right. Thanks for your support. Take care. Bye, Chris.